All right, I am Tom Grote, and this session is titled What Matters Most uh, to Men. We're talking about men's session here, so that's for the video. So you all know that somebody's going to take these audio recordings and edit them a little bit. So we just want to say to the person doing that, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to all the talk. This session is going to be horrible for you to edit, uh, just so you know, uh, because it's going to be very interactive. Half of this thing you're probably not going to hear. But hey, I'm telling you now, as you sit here and listen to the next hour, Okay, so that's for the person that's, you know, so now I'm not talking to you anymore, I'm talking to the class. Who am I talking to? Nobody knows, right? So, uh, but anyways, it's good to be here with you. My name is Tom Grote. Uh, I am the uh, men's director for the state of Ohio. And I want to do a couple things just to get this thing started. First of all, uh, we talked a little bit about where you guys, some, some of you guys are from. Here's what I want to do. Uh, I know that many times in ministry we don't do anything alone. And I'm sure that I'll say maybe one or two things today that somebody may write down. One or two things that you'll go, oh, man, that was pretty good. I'll be able to take that home and do something with that. Uh, but what's most important important is not the, not the notes of the PowerPoint. What's most important are the relationships, right? So here's what I really want you to do is take a few minutes and get to know somebody you don't know. So here's, I'm going to try to break it down this way a little bit. So uh, we're just going to go uh, try to get some people connected here today. You're going to share names, where you're from, but here's what I want. People who are in churches that are 100 and less, raise your hand. You're in a church that's 100 and less, right? Okay, so look around the room right now. You're in a church that's 100 and less. So what I'm going to do, I'm serious, I'm gonna, and we've got to do this quick because I don't want to spend too much time on it, but look around, and I want you guys, a couple of people, just connect, okay? Uh, church that's 100 to, say, 250-ish or so, uh, raise your hand, raise your hand, okay? You're looking around, okay, you got the, all right, uh, from 250 to 500-ish, anybody here in that range, okay? There's a couple here, you're looking around, okay, and then 500 plus, any 500 plus, okay, there we go, there we go. So here's what I'm going to do, seriously, five minutes, go meet somebody, one of the most powerful things you may do here. Meet somebody in this session, in this weekend, get a phone number, get somebody you can call, share ideas with, how you're doing some stuff. So, you ready? Five minutes. You ready? Go. Come on. Make sure you're exchanging phone numbers, emails, come on. 
Come on, yeah. No, Brian's not allowed to say anything right now. Uh, yeah, phone numbers, emails, come on. Here we go, you got it, you got it. Two minutes, two minutes. One minute, one minute, one minute. Oh, really? <laughs> Starting to snow now. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. Hey, I'm gonna need a hand. I'm gonna pass these out. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. When, when, when everyone sits down. When everyone sits down. Okay. All right. Time's about up. Let's go ahead and grab a seat. Let's get back together. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Good stuff. Hey, while you guys are sitting down, Brian and Ryan are gonna be passing out a handful of uh, just some quick brochures here for you. I'll walk through those here in a minute, but uh, make sure you get one of those before you go. If you don't get one, we do have some on the table. Let me just say this. Yeah, I'll say some more later on about that, but uh, uh, they're passing some of those out. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so how many of you guys actually, my lady, huh? So, again, the person editing this recording has no clue what just happened right now. You know what I'm saying? So. That's, I just love that. I tell them all the time, don't record me. It's the worst. Like, for real. Uh, bless your heart. So, um, but my girl took good care of me. Any more Pepsi drinkers in the house? Amen. Let's go. Mm-mm. What you just, who said what? You may leave now. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, and I love, what a great illustration, right? So I'm a Pepsi guy, Coke, Dr. Pepper. We're all different, right? But we can come together for the same thing. Here, here, here's what I want to attempt today uh, for you guys. So in many ways, I just want to say thank you for being here today. This is, in many ways, a very important day as we look to launch some things. So you guys may know the history of men's ministries in Ohio, um, probably one of the greatest um, uh, identifiers of men's ministry in Ohio is game day. What an incredible event that we've had in the past. What a, and I know the biggest question I get is when, when are we doing game day again? When, when are we going to bring that back, right? And, and I, I hope in the future we will. We're going to lay some foundation. We're going to build some things. And so what we want to do is build towards game day. But we hope to have game day be a celebration of men's ministries coming together, uh, not the only understanding of men's ministries. Uh, but man, I, I am so thankful for 
uh, Chris Gross and all he man they they just did a phenomenal job and then Conan and Keith uh, before that and man what a what an incredible legacy we have here uh, but today really marks a moment that that we are we are moving forward and really starting some new things. So my goal here really in so many ways is to build a foundation. Uh, now some of you are here and you're like, I'm not, I don't have to build a foundation. Like we already got some things rolling. That's awesome. Uh, I hope to share a couple of things that you may be able to enhance what you're doing from a men's ministry standpoint. Uh, but there are also going to be some people here that are like, man, I tell you, uh, I just, we just can't seem to figure this out. Right? I don't think you have to go very far. You don't have to talk very long to where people will recognize the importance and the power of a man. You don't even have to stay in the church to understand the importance of a man in a home. We understand biblical understandings of Deuteronomy 6 and Psalm 78 and what it means to the next generations and the family. We, we all get it. That's not what this session's here. I'm not trying to preach to the choir today. Right? I can sit here and inspire you with all these phrases. You get all excited. You be jacked up and be like, yeah, let's go do men's ministries. And then we'll go back and, you know, some, there's some churches just struggle with like what in the world is men's ministries right and I think so many of us have to uh, recognize and identify that men's ministries is a little bit different and it's okay it is the reality of it is it is it is a little different so uh, what we want to do here is build a foundation uh, we're going to talk about some strategic things some intentional things that you guys can do from a men's ministry standpoint um, and just like we said a minute ago I'm a Pepsi guy you need to find Jesus. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I get, no. Oh, yeah, that's true. You grew up in Atlanta. Yeah, they don't even, down there, everything's Coke, right? What kind of Coke do you want? Pepsi. Um, that is the weirdest thing, right? Now, I lived in Missouri for a handful of years, and it's soda. And I'm like, what? No, it's pop. It is pop. It was originally called soda. Sorry. <laughs> you are in Ohio. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Where are you at? South Carolina. See? What's going on, right? Uh, but we're all different. We all have different backgrounds. Some of you guys better than others. How many of you guys are raised in Ohio? Better background than Atlanta and South Carolina. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm just messing with you guys. I love you guys, man. Uh, but but here, here's the reality of where we're at. We just, we, we're working together. We've got to figure some things out, right? Because we understand the importance of it. For years, we've been screaming from the mountaintops and the rooftops about the importance of men's ministries, the impact. And so what I want to do is really be incredibly practical today, very incredibly tangible, and put some handles on a couple things for you today, strategic and intentional. Anything we do from men's ministries needs to be strategic and intentional, right? So here's, here's what I want you to do real quick just for yourself. What's your favorite story, verse, scripture? When we say men's ministries, like what's, what is your verse? Take just a moment. I'm not going to give you a lot of time because we burned a bunch of time talking to each other, right? But what's, what, is, what is your story? What is, your, what is the story in Scripture that when you read that story, you're like, man, that's men's ministries, you know? Uh, is it a Samson story or a Gideon story? Like, which one is it? Or, or is it a David story? I don't know. Or what's, is there a Scripture that you read and you're like, man, when I read that Scripture, it's like, man, that is men's ministries. Is it the iron sharpens iron? You know, that's usually the, the you got some sparks on a graphic somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> yeah, right there, there it is. See? Right? Uh, what is it? So take a moment. What is yours? Think about it. Think about just... Look in your heart, in your mind. What what is your story? What is your verse? Ah, yeah, the call of Jesus. I will make you fishers of men. Come and follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Come on. How about somebody else? What's another one? Joshua one nine. Joshua one nine. Strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. 
You know, I love the Joshua story. Um, one of the most tragic verses in Scripture is uh, when it says, When Joshua died, a generation arose that knew not the Lord nor the things he had done. Think about that. And uh, if you think about historically, where you're one, two generations away from things like the plagues, right? This parting of the Red Sea. Like seriously, that nobody sat down and told those, like a generation arose after Joshua died. And we're just a few generations from some of the most amazing scriptural stories that we tell, right? Like, oh man, like the Exodus, right? And, and, and so I don't know if you're like me, but you, you kind of get that not on my watch type feeling, right? So Joshua, I love that. So good, so good. What's another one? Yeah. Come on, right. Man, what a beautiful story, you know, when you're looking at that and, and just the importance of being together, working together, that it's not the job of one person, right? It's not the job of one church. I say that all the time in our community. Like, I tell our staff all the time, like, you know, we're not the only church that loves Jesus in this town, right? Now, and let's remember that, that it's, you know, God's called us to a specific thing in this town, but there are churches all around us that God's called, and let's, we are better together if we work together and we serve together and we lift one another up and hold each other up and support one another. Man, that's awesome. I love it. One more, one more, then we'll, we'll keep moving. Paul and Silas, come on. Just that partnership. Come on. You know, it's interesting. It's, there's so much. Pastor John said this earlier. Right about the, the stories and scripture about togetherness, right? Community. It's important. We're gonna hold on to that. Let's let's jump forward. If you got those booklets, just real quickly, those nothing special in those, nothing, uh, just a handful of resources. So the first one there is if you did not know, if you're just looking for some resources, right? Download this app. You will be blown away by the amount of teaching and lessons and content that is on this app. Right, so there's, it's in the, if you didn't get one of these, it's in the book. The QR code's in the book, too. Um, so just download this app. There's so much, and it is growing and growing and growing. Our national office is working really, really hard. Jimmy White is constantly producing more and more content. There's more content, more ideas, more resources on here than you can get through in five years. Okay? So if you're just looking for something, I need something, I need some ideas. Download the app, right? You have them, okay? Uh, next thing, also, I want to encourage every guy here um, to become a 360 man. And 360 man is, is, is a movement. It's a thing that they started at the national office. It's something that we encourage everybody to be a part of. It is $10 a month, $120 a year. Uh, and there's access to things like there's a podcast. Everyone will receive one of these. And I'm old school, man. I love this stuff. I take this with me everywhere we go. Uh, you know, your, your challenge coin, uh, one of those types of things. It's, it's, uh, you'll get one of those in the mail. Uh, we're going to continue to resource you and encourage you just on a local level. We're going to put together some webinar types and, web, and, and, and some things like that just from a men's ministry standpoint. So there's a lot of resources. And those who are 360 men are going to have first dibs. We're going to communicate those things through that channel, right? So, and not only that, at $10 helps support men's ministries in Ohio. Uh, a lot of great things there, okay? So I encourage everybody to do that. Again, this is, whoa, 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 don't, don't, too far, too far. What just happened? I've never used Canva before. Have anybody used Canva? Our whole staff uses Canva for everything. And I'm like, what is this? Canva. So for the first time in my life, I am presenting from Canva. And I don't know if you just saw anything there, but I went way too far on that, right? So, uh, can, yes. 
I don't know what's going on. Anyways, Life or Lost, man, we can tell so many incredible Life or Lost stories. I want to encourage you guys, if you're not uh, part of Life or Lost, not giving Life or Lost, to be a part of Life or Lost. Man, there's so many phenomenal stories, and just as the men's ministries of this nation coming together, resource our missionaries. We, we set out that some of these have got to be the greatest uh, evangelists in the world has ever seen. We are a missional organization, right? If we don't get that, then... then there are a lot of other denominations that would love you, but we are a missional fellowship. We believe in missions. We believe in evangelism and life will loss. And you know this, BGMC, Speed to Light, all of these are all about resourcing our missionaries to fulfill the call that God has placed on their lives around the world. It's Acts 1-8. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, right? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. And I know there's some people that translate that differently, but you could easily say it has a local, regional, and global feel to it no matter how you slice it up, right? And so you cannot be everywhere. But together as a network, as a fellowship, we can, we can, God will call somebody and place them around the world. And we, it's our responsibility to partner with them in ministry, right? And to support them and to send them. And so Life for the Lost is an incredible resource. One of the most, uh, you know, the, most of the stories you hear from Life for the Lost are fire Bible stories. I mean, they're taking the fire Bible and translating it in the heart language of people around the world. And not just the Bible itself, but the fire Bible notes. I'd encourage you, if you don't have a study Bible and you need a study Bible, get yourself a fire Bible. It is hands down the best fire Bible, I'm sorry, study Bible that you'll ever get. Right? And uh, I, I, I just feel that way. It was funny when I moved back to, to Ohio, and I, that's the way I talk about the Fire Bible. Uh, people thought I was getting kickbacks uh, from the Fire Bible. Like I was on retainer with them as a spokesperson, like, nope, it's just an awesome Bible. Right? Uh, but so many of our great stories uh, are about. Uh, you know, the life of lost comes from the fire Bible. In fact, I want to share a quick video for you. Oh, how am I going to do this? I don't know how to do Canva. Oh, we don't have volume, do we? So never mind. Uh, so this is Matt Clark, and it's a video, but I just realized we don't have audio in this room. So it's okay. I'm not going to mess with it for the sake of time. But uh, I know, but uh, it, it'll just take time to hook it up, and we ain't got time. I'll send it. Oh, you can get it later on, right? But Matt Clark, our youth lab missionary here, we just bought... We gave uh, $25,000, Life for Lost, to get the student fire Bible written with notes for, for our student evangelists around the world, our Youth Alive missionaries, our students that are taking the call of God in their local schools, right? Taking the gospel in their local schools. Great notes in there, great encouragement, great teaching. So Life for the Lost in Ohio gave $25,000 for the first run of that project. Not too long ago, about a month or so ago, we committed another $35,000. So we've given about $60,000 of that. We've given another uh, you know, $50,000 or so to the Kyle a fire Bible. Uh, we Life of the Lost is helping to put the Word of God in people that are sharing the gospel, not just around the world, but also here in our backyard, in the high school campuses, in your town, in the college campuses, in your towns, right? Uh, maybe not Jackson. I'm getting I'm messing. You did it. You did. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. That's on me, man. My bad. My bad. But in the college campuses, in the high school campuses, I'm sorry. I shouldn't do that. I'm my bad. Um, but I just want to. But life for the lost is making a significant in, impact in the kingdom. So if you're not a part of life for the lost, I'd encourage you to to in, in fact to make a pledge. I've got some cards. That QR code that's on here. Uh, you can make a pledge. To life for the lost, and we're going to do some giveaways, some resourcing throughout the year from time to time. You'll get some special communications. Those who make a pledge and are giving the life for the lost, we just want to have some fun with it, right? Let's let's raise some money, let's make a difference for the kingdom, right? But let's also have some fun with it. You know what I'm saying? So awesome. So that's life for the lost, but that's in that little booklet I gave you. Okay, I want to show another thing here real quick. I want to just walk through some language that's super important for us. You know, because we believe that the Holy Spirit has given us power, 
right? To multiply disciples of Jesus, right? And that's what we do, right? So just as men, to develop leaders of men, to, to do that. So this Heart for Ohio initiative, there are four key elements here, leader development. So men's ministries falls into the leader development category of this, but leader development, missions partnership, church health, and church multiplication. How many of you guys know when you look at those, you think, oh, men's ministry's got that on lock, right? Like all of those, yes, we can do that, Right? Men's ministries, we can, we can build leaders, right? We can develop leaders, right? Missions partnerships, yep, we're sending men around the world, right? We got, we're taking missions trips. I want you to know I'm a missional kind of guy. I love it. We're going to take missions trips. You want to get some guys together, do some missions trips? Let's go, right? We're doing some stuff uh, with builders in, in November, uh, going to Nicaragua. We're, we're doing some stuff with builders, I'm sorry, with the national office in El Salvador next year, in the, in the spring of next year. All kinds of opportunities. We were talking to somebody the other day. I was talking to Ron Showers, who's here with Convoy. I'm like, man, let's hook up. Let's do some stuff. Let's, make, let's get some dudes and go, go serve this, this, this country, right? Let's go share the gospel. Let's go. Let's do it together. I mentioned, but church health, how many of you guys know you got healthy men? You got a healthy church, right? Like, we got this, right? If our guys are healthy, come on, we got this. Church multiplication. Listen, I know we got a lot of female pastors. I'm all for it. I love it. But we also got a lot of guy pastors too, right? Come on, let's, let's make some healthy men. Let's, let's plant some churches. So this language here, here's the language you're going to see a lot, especially from the national office. 360 disciple, 360 equip, 360 go. Um, these are just some resources that we're going to give you, that you have available. So it's language you're going to be able to see over the future, right? These are things that are coming. Okay? All right, so nothing, nothing really today. I just wanted to get it in front of you. Here's, here's what I want to do today. Oh, man. you got to figure this thing out. Here's the reality. Here we go. You guys ready? Here's the, here's the reality of it. Men's ministry is simpler and cheaper than most people think it is. Like, sometimes you talk to a lead pastor and you're like, oh, man, I ain't got time for that. Man, all these things i got to carry in my church. I, <sighs> Men's ministry is just too hard. No, it's not. No, it's not. So what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to try and get as much as I can through today. What's important today is that you guys understand. I'm an understanding kind of guy. So if you have a question, raise your hand. Pause. Let's just talk. I'm just Tom. In fact, I'll give you my cell phone number if you guys want it. You guys ready for it? You want to write it down? If you, didn't, if you don't have a pen, you should have got one when I offered them earlier. Uh, <laughs> who wants a pen now? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but here, just write down my cell phone number. Ready? 419 357, some of y'all already got it, <laughs> 357-2864. And here's what I'm talking about. Man, if I can serve you, if I can resource you, if I can help you, let's just do it. We're in this thing together, right? But it is cheaper and simpler than most people think it is. Like men's ministry is not rocket science. But it is different. It is different. And we're going to get to some measurables here in a little bit. So I probably won't get through all my slides, all my notes. The goal for me today is just, again, strategic and intentional. Right? If we don't, if we don't do anything, I saw a guy the other day say something about, don't be disappointed in the results you don't get from the work you didn't do. And I thought, oh, that'll preach. I send that stuff to my kids. I'm like, mm-hmm, get off the Xbox, go outside and shoot hoops, man. Like, what's going on? My kids, my kids love it when I walk in the room. Now, we got, I got three boys at home, and we do have a room that has three TVs, three Xboxes, couches. It's, the room stinks all the time. There are socks and food and cups. There's always a moldy cup somewhere in that room. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the way it is. It's a guy's room. They got girlfriends. Their girlfriends come over and hang out in that room. I'm like, what's wrong with you? This room is disgusting. Uh, but, uh, but that's, 
I got through, but my boys love when I walk in that room, I'm like, you're not going to get better at basketball on the Xbox. And, you know, so my middle son, who's really clever, he's like, hand-eye coordination, dad, hand-eye coordination. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but anyways, men's ministry is simpler and cheaper than most people think. Here's what I'm going to do. Because I might not get through everything, I'm going to give you what matters most right off the, right off the bat, right off the rip. I'm going to tell you right now what I believe in all my heart, what matters most in men's ministries, what is most important. The most important thing you can do, if you're going to spend all your resources, all your energy, all your time on one thing, here it is. That's what I believe with all my heart. Spend your time, energy, and resources on helping guys relationally engage. Can I just tell you, relational engagement is the key. Relational engagement. Now hold on, time out. You thought there was going to be something really cool when it came up there, man. Like some of you guys are really disappointed right now. Right? Like relationally. I'm going to tell you right now. The secret, the key to men's ministries is not beef. It's not bacon. Right? It's not sports. It's not arrows. It's not axes. It's relational engagement. And I'll prove it to you, right? Uh, we have a handful of just Bible studies. I'll tell you a guy by the name of Josh Hula who's in our church, who's been a part of our church for, I mean, grew up in the church, was a kid in our church. I grew up in that church. He and his family, they got about seven kids. I'm not kidding, they got about seven kids. He owns a construction business, owns a concrete business. Uh, he's a board member for the local school. He's, right, they come to church, you know, once every six to eight weeks or so. You see them roll on in, you know, and, uh, uh, and then you know, I called him up one day. I'm like, hey, Josh, starting a Bible study on Fridays, and he owns his own construction business. I'm like, 6 a.m. He's like, all right, I'm in. I can do that. In that 6 a.m. Bible study, I've got a lawyer. I've got a principal, right? These guys that they can't do 9 a.m. They can't do 7 a.m. They're, they're, they're at work at 7.30, you know what I mean? And so we do 6 a.m. every Friday. So Josh comes, he's a part of this Bible study, man. We laugh and we hang out and we read scripture together. We've been going through the book of John. It's taken us about a year and a half, just like our Monday morning Bible study, Mills in a Monday morning one, 6 a.m. on Monday. Got a group of guys in there, got a principal in that one, got another business owner in that one, right? And, and so 6 a.m. is the key. No, I'm just kidding. Some of y'all are like, what? Um, but, uh, you know, those guys are come in here. And we just, we read scripture, we pray, we talk. You know what's most important in that, in that Bible study? It's... It's not the conversation that takes place at 6 a.m. You want to know the most powerful thing about those groups? That text thread. Every one of those guys are in a text thread. We laugh all the time. Like we go, you know, one of the guys on Fridays is a high school basketball coach. So we'll show up the basketball coach and we'll play, you know, like where's Waldo stuff. We'll take a picture of a crowd and, and we're all, you know, because it's small town USA where I'm at. So we, we just, that text thread is gold. When somebody's struggling, they, they say it. It's a safe place, relationally engaged. As a result of Josh being a part of this Bible study, they are in church probably three out of four weeks, if not four out of four weeks most months. Right? They're engaged. They're a part. Their family's growing. And listen, they got seven kids. Yo, our kids' ministry just grew. Right? <laughs> Can I tell you, our kids' ministry just grew because of men's ministries? And that's a true story. Right? I'm telling you, if you are going to invest time and energy, create environments for guys to become relationally connected, to be relationally engaged. Right? Give them a safe place for them. And it doesn't have to be 20 people. Can I, oh, man, I'm going to get ahead of myself. All right, so let's, why do I keep doing this? Wrong one, wrong one. 
Got to figure this out. So here's what I want to do. I want to walk through some things on how to do this, right? So I'm just going to walk through a handful of things. Let's just talk here today. Like, how do you help guys connect relationally? Now, first of all, what you have to be strategic and intentional. Strategic and intentional. Strategic and intentional. Don't get disappointed in the results you don't get for the work you didn't do. Okay? So you can't just, you know, it isn't, it isn't if you build it, they will come. Right? You can't say, we're going to have bacon for breakfast, pancake breakfast, bacon Saturday morning, 9 a.m. You'll get a couple guys. But that's not men's ministry. Now, I'm going to get there. I'm not saying it's wrong. <laughs> so, put the, put the arrows back in. Right? I'm going to get strategic and intentional. I'm going to tell you what's most important in men's ministries. Relationally connected. They'll tell them. Right? What, what, you got, what, what do you call your thing? Fight club. Fight club. Yeah. What's the first rule of Fight Club? <laughs> we don't talk about Fight Club. So I'm not asking any more questions. Because I don't want you to have to beat me up either. Because that's, that's a thing. I'm afraid. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. But for real, I mean, relationally engaged. I'm telling you, so often we try to... I can't get to it. I'm going to go ahead. It's, it's two slides from now. In a minute, I'm going I'm to get to that spot. But I want to talk about environments. Here's so much of what I feel we do as a pastor. We build environments. Sunday morning is an environment. Whether we like it or not, we're building environments. A lot of what we do as ministers, we, we create environments for people to experience God. My, uh, my Friday morning Bible study is an environment that I've created to help people experience God. So there's different types of environments. So again, strategic and intentional. Here's a couple. If you can see these things, uh, there's a gathering environment. What I would consider Sunday mornings a gathering environment. It's one to many. you got a crowd of people. You're, you're sharing a message. It's, it's a gathering. It's an, it's an intentional environment. right? Something Game day would have been a gathering environment. right? You get some people together. You put them in a room. you got one person who delivers the message. Right? It's effective. It works. Right? But there are other environments. Okay? Another one is a learning environment. What I would say one to some. This is what I would call a learning environment. In fact, I'd probably break it down. This is getting close to a gathering environment with the size of people in this room because we can't be really relationally connected. But think of your Wednesday night classes, your Sunday school classes. That's a, what I would consider a learning environment. Your small groups, your home groups. And some of those are learning environments. Um, some of them are also involving environments, but one to some. This is like curriculum-based stuff, right? If you're going to teach a class, one to some. This is, but it's an intentional environment. So these are environments you create. With the goal of guys being relationally connected, right? So remember that. That's what's most important, relationally connected. It's not about how many gathering environments can we build. It's how can I get my guys to connect relationally? How can they be relationally engaged with one another? So I'm going to build some environments to help them, right? So it's, it's the start with why. Why do we do men's ministry? Why do we do ministry to men? Because we want them to be all that Jesus died on the cross for them to be. We want them to you know, be responsible for the gifts and the abilities God's given them. We want them to lead and, 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 and be God's chosen representative for their family, for their community, for the church, right? That's what we want. So that's why we do it. How we're going to get there is connecting them relationally. There's power in that. And so we build environments to get to that spot. It's not about the environment. It's not about breakfast. Right? Learning environment. One to some. And you, uh, if you guys can see some of these, uh, you want me to read them? Uh, this environment's primary function is to deliver a message to a large gathering of people. The learning, this environment's primary function is to teach a lesson or curriculum to a smaller group of people. Then you got the involving environment. This is my Bible studies right here. 
Now, I'm a pastor, so a lot of times, Mel's a pastor, so a lot of times they look at us, and we have to be a teacher for a minute, right? But this, there's some to some, putting a small group of people. This is Fight Club, right? This is, this, men's, this is where it's at. These two right here is where it's at. I'm going to tell you right now. These two in men's ministries are your most important. But if we took a survey of Ohio or the nation and we looked at the environments they create for men's ministries, we would have a ton in these. Right? But this is where it's at. This is where it's at. So our Bible studies and this environment's primary function is for everyone to be involved in the conversation and grow together. Read books together. Read scripture together. Pray together. Put text threads together. Laugh together. Uh, we, we did a guy's night at Josh Hula's house one night. We sat, don't judge me for this, right? But we sat down in his basement and we ate wings and watched the movie Warrior. That's a great movie. And I'm cr- Don't judge me. I'm crying. I've seen that movie a hundred times. And I'm crying. I'm like, when he's like, you can tap, it's okay. I'm like, oh, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Uh, but go watch. But anyways, anyways. But we just sat there and laughed. And they're laughing at me because I'm crying. Right? But that... If you don't, if you don't cry warrior, are you really a man? You know what? That's probably a good... That's, yeah, if you didn't cry... Go see a counselor. You've got some walls you've built up. <laughs> right? So, all right. So, but, then, but then there's this mentoring, one-to-one. Again, very powerful. A lot of guys need this. A lot of guys need this. This environment's primary function is a personalized growth plan from a mentor or a coach. So, again, strategic and intentional. Men's Ministries is about helping guys connect relationally. Can I tell you something? Listen. Connecting relational will open up doors for the gospel. You may think, oh man, but the gospel's primary. It is. Gospel's primary for who we are. I get it. I get it. But you got to earn your right to be heard. Right? And if you connect with them relationally, their heart will open up to the gospel. Right? So, yes, that's what we want. But these environments, this is intentional, strategic. The things you do in men's ministries are going to fall most likely in one of these four environments. If I was saying to you today, if you're trying to create, if you're assessing your men's ministries or you're wanting to build a men's ministry, I'm saying to you today, this is where it's at. Right here. Start here. Start here. And it'll grow into this. But start here. Okay? All right. We've got to keep moving uh, because I'm going to run out of time. Stages of men. We're going to do a whole lot more on this one uh, down the road. But again, you've got to understand this. If you're strategic and intentional, these are stages of men in your church. You've got to know this, right? And here's why. Because when you look at guys, you've got to be able to see them, identify who they are, where they're at, and how to get them to move down the line. Right? If we want them to grow. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself again. I should have, I'm going to have to reorder these slides next time I do this one because there's one coming up that I should put first. But stages of man. First of all, the casual man. How many of you guys got a bunch of casual men in your community? They could be a believer or an unbeliever. They're sporadic in their attendance. They're relationally disengaged. They show up every once in a great while. They hang out. They may even tie. They may not tie. Who knows? But they just, you know their name. You see them in town. You see them at Kroger. You see them at a the football game, at a basketball game. You're like, hey. You know, Josh, Josh would have been a casual man, right? The next one is the average man. He's got a shallow relationship with God, right? He's, he's a believer, but it's pretty shallow. He's probably not doing family devotions, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably not sitting down at the kitchen table and, and praying for his kids, right? He's got a shallow relationship with God, but he attends regularly, right? He's in, how many of our churches have a bunch? They serve, they're ushers, 
right? They're serving. And so many of us in our churches, we look at this guy and we're like, yeah, usher, we win. We're not even close to being done yet. They haven't even begun to take responsibility for the gospel in their community, in their home, right? Like, this is, that's not the, we're on stage two, right? We got a bunch of these guys. We got to keep moving forward, right? Then you got this leading man, the, the leading man. Sounds like an uh, Oscar. Uh, but anyways, they got a solid relationship with God. Here's somebody who reads their Bible, probably understands scripture, could probably talk to their kids, probably prays for their wife. Man, that's awesome, right? He serves and leads, and he's supportive of the church. These guys are fantastic. Now, when we get the leading guys, this, we get guys that are leaders. Many times we're like, like the heavens opened up, the angels are flying around, you know what I mean? Like we get, we get the leading guys, and it's like, oh, man, I wish I had more of this guy. He's awesome. I tell you, there's one more step yet. Don't stop there. We got another step yet. And this is the reproducing man. And not like Hula who's got seven kids. That's not what I mean there. I mean, he, this guy's got a deep relationship with God. Slow freight, right? He serves and he leads. He's a part of the church, but he pours his life into others. This is what you need. Right, so go back to the environments for us. We got, we got environments, you know, some of the people that are in our Bible studies, here's what I tell them. You should be involved in at least two groups, if not three. Your leaders, your reproducing guys, your leaders should be involved in a couple groups. I tell them all the time, one you're in and one you lead. Right? You serve in ministry, right? One you're in and one you lead. And some of you guys have the capacity to lead two. And I consider some of our serve teams small groups. Right? We got a group uh, of just tech guys, and they, I mean, it's building, but they, that's going to become, I mean, the worship team is a small group. Right? We got, we got a small group of guys that do building stuff together. That's a small, I mean, the, the more we, or it's, that one's building, right? But it, over time, that's going to build into a small group. So some of our serve teams can be small groups as well, or, or environments for growth. But you got this guy, you got the reproducing man. And then at some point, this guy is circling back here, right? He's finding these guys and bringing them along. Right? You need a bunch of these because there's only one of you. Right? Tell them to go find some guys. Had a guy call me the other day. Actually, we called him and said, hey, hey, we need you, we need you to teach a, a class. Do something. He's like, I'll do a Sunday school class. I'm like, all right, cool. And I love this question. He's like, who should I invite? All right, I got you. I sent him about eight names, phone numbers. Call these guys. Tell them I gave him your number. Right? That's the way we do. He's this guy. Right? I don't got to teach the classes. In fact, I'm about to bail on one of our Bible studies because it it's got too many leaders in it. I'm going to go find one that doesn't have so many leaders in it. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, I don't know why I was pointing to that one. So, anyways. Okay, so those, those are the stages of men. That's what we're... So, what's the goal? So, it's about strategic and intentional. Can I just tell you, if you're not strategic and intentional about developing guys, you'll never get there. You know, we, we live in a world right now that's... Oh, man, I'm going to get harsh here today, so hopefully you guys are all right. But we live in a world that we would say is biblically illiterate. We live in a post-Christian, secular society. Probably the first time in America's history. Probably in our history. We live in a post-Christian, secular society. And now, many, many people would, would use that as an excuse for why ministry is so hard. And I don't look at it that way. I look at it a little bit more harsher. Maybe a little bit more like a coach. And I say, shame on us. 
because we allowed our society to slip through our fingers. It is not the government's job, it is not the school's job to share the gospel with the next generation. It is on us. So if we live in a post-Christian secular society, that's on us. Right? So, don't get disappointed in the results you don't get for the work you didn't do. Here's the reality of it. I know we're working hard, but are we working strategic? Are we intentional? Are we just filling our time? Are we just cooking more bacon? And now again, I'm not wrong with bacon. Bacon's okay. Bacon's okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's an environment. Right? But we, we got work to do, y'all. Okay? So if we're not intentional about transitioning guys, helping them become fishers of men, right? I mean, that's what that is, right? We're not just, I mean, fishers of men doesn't happen until here. I mean, this isn't, they're close. Not even close. Don't even know what it means. Right? We want fishers of men. We got, we got to get here. Are we intentional? Are we strategic? What are you doing? How are you investing your time? And again, the goal to this is what? Helping them become what? What I say, what's the most important thing? Relationally engaged. You got to get these guys relationally engaged. Right? Get out, get out of this world of if you build it, they will come. And get in their world. Hang out with them. Get out of the church and go hang out with them. Man, we roll to basketball games. I'm a basketball guy, though. But we roll to basketball games with squads. Right? We roll in with groups of people. And, and, we, just, and we just talk to people. We see people. Right? We're high-fiving people. You know, the local reporters, they know us. Like, we're talking on Twitter. Why? Because we're in their world. I was invited, check this out, and I was the school I graduated from, so before I say anything, you got to understand, school I graduated from, I was invited, they called me up, and they're like, hey, would you come MC uh, our, our school pep rally? Because their girls team went, made it to state. I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> so Pastor Tom shows up, right? And I went camp mode on him for all you youth guys, man. I used to be an activities director when way back, and so I did. I rolled in there, man. I got... I went and bought a new Margareta shirt. Man, I rolled in, and I'm like, got the microphone up. I'm like, get on your feet. Man, we just, I and one toured that whole pep rally. I'm telling you what, it was awesome to where now the school is tweeting, and former student Tom Grote may be the best pep rally announcer we've ever had in history. Right? How's that happen? Because I'm at all the games. Right? My kids are like, oh my goodness, my dad's such an idiot. <laughs> like, my one son's in the crowd, and I'm like, let's go! And he's like, oh my goodness. And all his friends are like, that's your dad? <laughs> Poor guy. Anyways, how much time we got? A little, just a little bit, a little bit. Um, let's get to some stuff. Outcomes, outcomes. Here's some outcomes. I got to do these fast. Goodness gracious. Gospel-centered, spirit-empowered, mission-focused. This is outcomes, outcomes. We want our guys to be something. We want, the, we want them to be gospel-centered, which is the gospel is the lens in which we view everything we do. We look at people. We look at them through the lens of the gospel, right? What are outcomes? Men's ministry should have some outcomes. What's the target you're shooting for? We're shooting for guys to be gospel-centered, spirit-empowered, understanding the spirit's power in our lives, and not only at church, but at work, at home. Goodness gracious, you ever been asked a question at home you don't know the answer to? Right? Man, guess what? Well, the Spirit tells us, Jesus told us, the Spirit will teach us 
<laughs> right? The Spirit will lead us. With God. Come on. We are Spirit-empowered. We don't have to have all the answers, but the Spirit will give them to, them to us when we need them. Right? We want our guys to be gospel-centered, spirit-empowered, and mission-focused. Oh, I'm going to keep rolling because I spend a lot of time on this one. Measure, measures. We're going to spend some time on this one. This is the one I should have put up front. Do you need that last slide for a picture? I'll email them to you. But here's it. Measures. How do we measure men's ministries? Can I just tell you, you do not measure men's ministries like you do kids' ministries. You do not measure men's ministries like you do youth ministries. You do not measure men's ministries like you do women's ministries. How do we measure men's ministries? How do most people measure men's ministries? How many showed up to the pancake breakfast? I was in Alabama teaching at a men's uh, leadership conference, and I'm sitting down, and I was going through this stuff. And, and uh, it was short. It was just after Ohio State beat Alabama in the football. It was fantastic. The director said, do not say anything about Ohio. I'm telling you, it's a men's retreat. These guys have guns, and they hate Ohio State. And I rolled in. I'm like, go Bucks!" And he was like, oh, my word. But you know what? I got to be me. I got to be me. Right? So we had some fun. I didn't die clearly. Uh, anyways, um, but I'm there, and after I'm teaching this stuff here, and a guy comes up to me afterwards, he's like, hey, listen, you got to help me out with something here. Um, I got this guy in my church, and, and he's, he's, you know, he's, a, he's a pretty good dad. He coaches all his kids' teams. He's involved in stuff. He's an usher at the church, but man, I cannot get him to be a part of men's ministries. He's like, what do I do? And I told him, you leave that man alone, and you tell his story. Because isn't he doing what you want every man in your church to do? Right? He's taking responsibility for his family. He's serving in the church. He's taking responsibility for the community. Like, so he doesn't come to your, your, your gathering environment. Man, leave that man alone. That's what you want. You tell his story. And he's looking at me like, I don't like you anymore. I'm like, you didn't like me before? I'm a Buckeyes fan. But anyways, but, but, uh, too, too fast, sorry. Uh, but, um, but anyways, you see what I'm saying? How do we measure men's ministries? You don't measure it with attendance. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, our guys are doing what God's called them to do. They probably don't have a whole lot of time for pancake breakfasts. Why? Because they're being good dads. And you know what? Being a good dad takes time. You know, they're probably serving and leading ministries in your church. And you want to know something? Serving and leading ministries at your church takes time. You know, if, if, if they're doing what we, if we want them to do, they're probably taking responsibility for their community. Josh Hula, who's a board member at a school, can I tell you, he's at every athletic function, he's a board member. That takes time. He's not coming to bank. Bacon's not getting him to anything. Yeah. But at 6 a.m., he'll come and hang out because we're relationally connected. Yeah. We do the breakfast? Yeah, yeah. I know, I knock on the breakfast line. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to. It's just an easy, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Mm. There you go. So you found a space, right? So here's 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 what we want. We want here's what we measure. Here's how we measure men's ministries, right? Is we want every man to be responsible. Oh, the many, yep. If you're struggling to get people to come to your gathering environment, you know, talk about mm-hmm. busy. Make that gathering environment something where your kids can come, or if you've got a dad that's got a son that's nine, ten, eleven years old. Yeah. They can be. That, that's something that they can both do. Right. And I would say if you have a gathering environment or if you have a, a learning type environment and it's, you got some success there, you can make tweaks to it. I would say, though, if you don't have something you have, you would say have success there, I'd say throw it away and start over. Yeah. 
right? Here's what you do. Take that guy out to lunch. Right? Go, go grab lunch with him. Grab a, grab a couple of them. Now, I'm lucky uh, because of Lake Erie, but man, I'll throw some guys in the boat in the summertime. We'll go fishing. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> I didn't look at it. Do I need it for this class or is that for later? Later. Okay. Uh, but here's where, let me get through this because I've got no time. And yep, that's why I don't ask me to do these very often. Uh, but listen, we want a man to be responsible. Right? What's that mean? They'll be at home, at work, in the church, in the community. If our guys are responsible in their community, in their home, in their church, at work, they're responsible producing citizens of your community, that is a win. Yes. Right? That is a win. Okay? Now again, gospel's underneath all this stuff, right? Oh, what, what happened there? Uh, we want a man to be growing. Every man should be growing. Right? Every man should be growing. Should be growing every day. It should be evident spiritually, relationally, emotionally, physically, and intellectually. Right? The five dimensions of wellness. You ever heard of those? Google them. Five dimensions of wellness. It'll walk you through it. It'll give you a great structure. You want to write some discipleship stuff? Read and understand the five dimensions of wellness. Right? But that's what these are. Spiritually. We want everyone to be growing spiritually. Growing in their walk with the Lord. One day at a time. One foot in front of the other. It's okay. Life is tough. And guys get such a bad rap in today's world. I mean, that's the old hat. Again, I'm not preaching to the choir. I'm not going down that road again. But it's the reality. Right? They don't need to be beat up anymore. They need to be encouraged. Somebody's going alongside these guys and be like, listen, man, you're awesome and you're doing a great job. Just keep going. What gets rewarded gets repeated, right? So sometime when somebody shows up to a basketball game, you should be like, hey, that was awesome. It was great seeing you. Right? Reward that stuff spiritually, relationally, emotionally, physically, and intellectually. We want guys to be growing. If guys are growing, if they're growing in the walk with the Lord, listen, there ain't nothing better than seeing guys sitting in a, in a pew with their family, right? Man, that's awesome. Celebrate that. Right? Celebrate that. Man, don't do the whole, man, it's been a long time. Goodness, I ain't seen you in months. <laughs> You ain't going to see him in months again. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, man, celebrate that dude. Like, bro, let's go grab some lunch. Man, let's catch up. Let's connect. What's, how's life? What's, man, how can I serve you? How can I help you? Because listen, most guys, most guys really want what we want. They want to be what we want them to be. The reality is they don't know how. And the reality is they keep getting punched in the, in the throat every time they turn around because they're not good enough. They're not good enough at home. They're not good enough at work. They're not good enough in culture, in the community. They're not good enough. Not enough guys showing up. I was sitting with uh, one of the local schools, a superintendent, and a handful of uh, people, and they, wanted to, they were recognizing this father issue in their community, the inner city school-ish. Um, you know, so that's going to have inner city, inner city. It's, but it's, it's the, the city school, uh, you know, uh, so, so we're sitting down there talking about the father issue. And they want to create, they're creating some programs for kids, kind of like the Big Brothers. You know, they're creating some programs, some dad programs for kids. And so I, here's what I said in the middle of this. I'm like, hold on, time out. I've got to stop you guys. Listen, for everything we do for the kids, we also have to do for the dads. And here's why. I believe that there are dads in this community that want to be good dads. They don't know how. It hasn't been modeled for them. They don't know what a good dad looks like. They don't, know, they don't know what the first step in being a good dad. But I'm telling you, if we can train them to be good dads, I guarantee you dads will be stepping up in their home. They just don't know how. So we've got to train them. Right? So we've got to help them grow. 
Okay? And then the last one here, and forgive, I don't know what happened there. Uh, man is missional. Right? Personally, locally, nationally, globally. Oh, man, I'm out of time. We'll stop there. Right? Yes? This, this slide should be unbelievably refreshing because so many of us are hamstrung and anchored down by the numbers. And it's not about the numbers. It's about what it's producing. It's about a man. It's about a man. One at a time. Right? One at a time. Small groups. Relate, relationally engaged. How do you get any of this stuff? Relationally engaged. And the reality is you won't even be able to measure it if you're not relationally engaged. Because you won't know. This is not stuff that shows up on a report. Right? This is story stuff. This is, I, I told the Josh Hula story a lot today. I can tell a ton of stories. This is story stuff. Why? When they're relationally engaged, they learn... Oh, no. <laughs> <It's gonna help. laughs> All right, fire away. I'm, re- I'm ready. I just, I have a question. Yeah. My, I have a husband, and my husband is the man that, you know, he's, he's responsible for himself. Mm. And, you know, he's in his uh, community. Um, he's on our church board. And um, he's in a situation where um, there's maybe one or two other couples in, in our age range, and everyone mm-hmm. else is kind of like 16 above. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really doesn't like going to the gathering breakfast. He mm-hmm. finds it a waste of his time, <laughs> to be honest. And, um, I'm just in a situation where I would absolutely love him to have more men relationships around yep. him. And he said to me so many times, he's just like, I just don't know who I'm supposed to have a relationship with. Like, no one really, you know, yeah. is, yeah. you know, wanting to. And his schedule is so crazy because we have our own construction business, too. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I'll give you Josh's phone number. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. 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 Couple, a couple of things I'll throw out. Not, the, not the answer, but a couple ideas in this one. I'm guessing. Are you more extroverted and he's more introverted? Oh, okay, so easy for him then. So you tell him to go after those two guys because somebody's got to be the leader, the reproducing man, right? right? So, so it's one of these things where um, if he could be this, you tell him if those other two guys in his age range are in this range here, cool. Call them up, go grab lunch, breakfast, whatever they want to do. Early breakfast, go fishing, go whatever, whatever. I don't, whatever their world is, okay? And just start hanging out. And then what you could do is do a Bible study together, or you can go download that app. There's tons of resources. Hey, let's oh, let's read a book together, right? Let's, you know, if they're in the church, that's one way to start. Uh, so if he's an extroverted person, which is easy, because then he can he'll gather people to himself. If 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 there's a husband that's not an extroverted person, an introverted, and your wife's an extrovert, then one of the ways to do that also is couple stuff. Okay, so have the wife. Now, you know how it is, guys, that when the wives are friends, you feel like you have to be friends with the, the other dudes, and most of the time they're goobers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you can delete that from the recording. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm saying? But, but here's, here's the thing. I mean, it's strategic and intentional. Like, don't ever forget those words. Strategic and intentional. So literally, if you're looking for that, you sit down at the kitchen table. And if it was a wife, I would tell her. And you ask your husband, who are a couple guys you think would be cool to hang out with? Okay, let's have them over for dinner. Right? Or you create, 
create something social. Like if you, if you all go to the same school, they're like, hey, let's all go to the football game on Friday night and then hang out after. Or if you have kids, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just strategic and intentional. It's a little slower. It's not if you build it, they will come. Like, right? Because it, I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of people do. Like, I, ain't got time. I just don't have time for that. Yeah, and, and we, we can hate that answer, but it's the reality of life, right? So husbands and wives, so if you're a guy and you're an introvert and you're not married, right? So that's when you find a leader or somebody you can trust and you go, okay, I, want, I need to connect more, right? And, and so if somebody came to me or to Mel, right, we're going to go, okay, hey, I'm going to have this person. I would have Brett call them like I did the other day. Brett called this dude. He's looking for a group. And then what we try to do is we get to know that person. So that person is now relationally engaged with us. We find out his preferences, his styles. You know, like Brian, he works on cars. Right? So we get him around some people. They, they have similar interests. Right? And then all of a sudden, boom, then it takes off. But it's through relational engagement. Makes right? Okay. Did I answer your question? No? Yeah, fire away. Yeah. Give us a short testimony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. That's awesome. God is able. Right. Yeah. 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 That, those are three letters that no man wants to hear over 45. Correct. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's true. Right? So, but yeah, but that's it. And it's about, and here's the deal. And here's how it works for a lot of guys. Is, can I use your story? Sure. Okay. So somebody has a bad doctor's report. And there's so many guys that have nobody to talk to. But then there's also a group of guys, like in our groups. I heard Rob, whose wife just had surgery, had cancer in her face, had major surgery. Constantly texting. We're constantly praying. Constantly reaching out. So Rob, whose wife's going through a very serious situation, has a group to lean into. Why? Because he's relationally engaged. Right? That, that's it. I'm telling you. It's, I'm telling you, it's the secret, it's the answer. We ain't got time. I didn't let out early and look at there's a line. Doggone it, my bad. So anyways, 419-357-2864. 419-357-2864. Let me tell you, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for you, but here's what I'm going to do. If you call me, I will help you custom build your strategy. Right? I will sit on the phone with you and help you build your strategy for your area. Right? 419-357-2864. Father, today, give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Open doors. And Lord, I pray for the men representing the communities in this room. And Lord, I pray that you'll continue to help them to become gospel-centered, spirit-empowered, and personally responsible and mission-focused. Lord, I pray that you'll help them to grow, to be all that you died on the cross from the be, to be responsible. God, to be missional. Lord, I, I pray right now that you'll help us to reach this world with your gospel, to share your gospel, and do it through the men of these communities. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.